Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. Hi guys, it's me Kunal and this is our 380th episode. Wow, Kunal, wow. I really hope that you have something very special planned for us. You know, for the 400th episode, we're so close to that special milestone. Yes, uh, I think I have something very special planned for the entire team and for all our listeners. I'm going to be baking flourless sugar-free vegan cake. And this will be served at our studio in Oslo. So, everyone's wow. welcome. That and sounds it, amazing. I hope it's homemade. It is. I'll be baking the cake myself. In fact, for all of you listening in from Norway, you can get in touch with us via our Facebook page and reserve your piece. How exclusive does that sound, right? Sounds very exciting. Yes. I'm going to be there, Kunal. We're going <laughs> to say big cheers to our awesome podcast. Yes. And our 400th episode. But you know what? That that uh, special day is going to be at least 20 weeks away. So, you know, you have all that much time to really perfect your uh, recipe <laughs> and, you know, maybe offer us something a little more interesting than, you know, flourless, sugar-free, whatever, less, everything less cake, you know. <laughs> it sounds like it's made of air. It will have air, but it'll be baked <laughs> air in that case. But okay, the reason I'm actually doing that cake, I just realized, uh, you know, the vegan cake, flourless, whatever stuff is because Lewis Hamilton might just join our 400th episode celebrations. Yes, uh-huh, I'm kidding. Nice save. <laughs> yes, but I no, just realized the point. only other person apart from me who would enjoy such a cake is probably Lewis. So why not? I mean, it's appropriate because Lewis is finally, you know, signed off on his 2021, uh, his place on the grid, really. It's going to be his ninth season together with Mercedes. Wow. Yes. And uh, I wonder if that's your cue to get started with this episode because usually you and I have a fairly long warm-up session before we get going. You know, it reminds me of the race start at the 10th minute of the hour and we are filling in for those 10 minutes before (laughs) we get started. But of course, from 21, it's going to start at the hour. Yeah, Kunal, I don't know about you, but I've already been going for like a couple of minutes at the very least. So, yeah. I started going on this podcast like 10 years ago at the very least. So, I'm going to brag about it. But... Why not? Yeah, I yeah, mean, guys. 10 years, 10th year of our publishing. That That is quite a milestone. That deserves and cheers. a flour less vegan sugar I was going to say that, that deserves a cake with all the sugar and flour and everything <laughs> else in the world. And maybe a shot of, uh, I don't know, um, something alcoholic thrown in. But you know what, guys? Rose water. Let's do that. Since the opening race is mostly going to be Bahrain and it's going to be a double header. pristine of you, Kunal. <laughs> but you know what, guys? I was a, a spectator on the live stream episode last week. Uh, it was amazing. I think, uh, Kunal, you, Somil and Abhishek, the three of y'all, put up a spectacular show. Thank you. Thank you very much. It, it means... Very well coming from you. And I really love the theme. You know, you know, you guys described your expectations for each team in the 2021 season and you all did it in one word. Nice one. Yes. And for those of you missed out uh, on the last episode and who missed out uh, seeing the live stream, you guys are welcome to tune in. We actually published the live stream as our episode on the podcast channel as well. And in fact... We have a new live stream that has been planned. It has been planned for the 20th of February. That's a Saturday. It's going to be at 5 p.m. Indian Standard Time. So you guys know where to tune in. It's going to be on our Facebook pages and other social media handles. And uh, lastly, we are still finalizing who our guest on the show will be. But 
Samuel and I are already lining up an interesting theme for the show, Mithila. I can't wait, and I am going to be there. I'm going to be behind the camera, of course, but I'm going to be tuned in to every single word. Uh, but Kunal, you know, speaking of the live stream that happened, the first one that you all did, uh, I think my favorite one was the description you all had for Haas. Uh, and you know, you said that the word to describe Haas in 2021 is Netflix. Yes, I should. I was bowled over. Yes, I should have seen this coming because. I I just thought you know what was the one thing that sort of describes Haas in its current state apart from Nikita Mazepin right because I didn't want to really have Nikita Mazepin or Mick Schumacher as the one word and I realized that yes maybe it's just Netflix because you know they've had a Netflix worthy start to 2021 already uh you know we know the whole sham around Mazepin and then there's of course there's more to it that's come because Mazepin is going to be racing under a neutral flag in in 21 he's he's been charged some couple of hundred pounds on his license for running a red light by a couple of tens or was it a second i don't remember and then there's of course reports that Haas was unable to fit uh, Ferrari's 2021 power unit in their car so lots of netflix worthy moments already and yes uh, Uh, I think Kevin Magnussen has said that he wouldn't be interested in being a Haas reserve driver or whatever. So I just hope Haas's performance is, uh, you know, going to be as strong in the real world as it is usually in the real world. So much drama. That's all I'm going to say. But you know, speaking of Netflix, uh, this reminds me, guys, we're just a couple of weeks away from season three of Drive to Survive. Probably, I'm guessing, and I'm pretty sure this one is going to be another epic, epic one. Um, I'm also surprised, Kunal, come to think of it, that we didn't do a Drive to Survive season three special on our podcast this year. Yeah, that's I mean, something we usually do. Yeah, we actually that was a very popular episode last year, and. we can just blame it to the hangover we've had from the cramped calendar in 2020 because uh if we were to see it this way the 2020 formula 1 season ended less than 2 months ago right and the 2021 formula 1 season is what about 6 weeks away or something so really short winter period as well and kunal i have to say that the start to this week's episode of the inside line formula 1 podcast is now we've been chit chatting for way too long <laughs> uh, but before we go there big thank you to lucian thank you lucian as always for all the catchy tunes that you've composed for our podcast and uh, guys lucian is amazing thank you so much you can listen to his music on spotify on itunes on bandcamp he is very talented yes yeah, so let's get started so i'm going to take a quick trip down memory lane it's not going back too many years it's actually a couple of episodes ago so mithila and i actually looked back at some of the most unpopular rules in formula 1 in the last decade so that's from uh, 2011 till uh, 2020 that we've had right and then we said that in this episode we will look forward to the new decade of formula 1 so uh, that's 2021 to 2030 right and very simple math the only math that i'm sort of good at is that we're going to talk about or look forward to the next 10 seasons or about 250 races give or take so there's actually a lot we're going to end up looking forward to in this episode mithila i'm already excited you know kunal just thinking about all these wonderful races that await us uh but guys you know given that there is so much to look forward to and there's so much to really talk about on this episode um I have to be honest Kunal and I could not agree on a format to present this uh, you know this theme for this episode 
putting a structure was very very difficult uh, so finally we decided let's just go you know freestyle and talk our way through it like we always do <laughs> and i hope you all will have a great time yeah you know mithila i just realized that we couldn't agree on a structure but it was very easy for us to just agree to go freestyle so maybe that's just the structure that's our style yes, guys freestyle is right. our style <laughs> so but what does freestyle mean that's what i was asking mithila when we agreed to go freestyle so that she's also on the same page and i'm going to just say it out loud so you guys are also on the same page so mithila and i will just keep shooting our random thoughts about the next decade and the other one can either choose to discuss it or just simply move on to the next thought because hey it's freestyling great okay so here we go i'm going to start um Um, with you know this first thought for the new decade i do not think we're going to have 10 more seasons of drive to survive basically i don't think this netflix show is going to survive through the next decade could i no stay with me it just feels like after a point the show is going to reach a plateau and uh, i mean how many new storylines are they going to keep coming up with and then we might probably just see some documentaries and some behind the scenes video and so on so yes yeah. i mean okay content wise i may or may not have a view but i definitely have a view on the funding of the whole drive to survive thing because the production of drive to survive currently is you know funded by the racing teams because it's funded by formula 1 central marketing budget right so i'm sure a lot of teams would just see this as a lot of money that's being invested with no direct return to the sport per se right but moving on so lewis hamilton we just said that he's you know put pen to paper he's renewed for 2021 seems like a one year extension to all of us but i think he will race a couple of more seasons into the new era as well and misela i think he's going to retire with maybe 110 or 115 race wins give or take and maybe 9 or even 10 formula 1 world championships i also think that in the upcoming decade we're going to see mercedes continue to dominate um after lewis hamilton goes you know perhaps russell maybe in max verstappen that's a thought huh yes i mean verstappen russell partnership at mercedes that could very much be possible and i think formula 1 and mercedes might want to just make that happen you know given the blockbuster headlines it would create time and again and Uh I've said this before I'm going to say it again that Mercedes will want to show that it can win without Lewis Hamilton because guys let's remember for them it's about showcasing how you know they've built the best car even though the regulations have kept changing and sort of will keep changing because that's the nature of formula 1 and kunal you know since we're talking about the con- competitiveness quotient of the grid i also think that formula 1 will successfully make sure that there is more of a championship fight uh than we've seen in this past decade for sure and that you know the new uh, regulations will deliver that and continue kind of evolve in this direction this journey that formula 1 has undertaken I think the next decade will see two or three drivers maybe share the limelight apart from Lewis Hamilton I must say because he's still going to be racing in this decade right so I definitely think it's Max Verstappen Charles Leclerc and maybe even Mick Schumacher right I think George Russell will get his chance but Verstappen will still be the biggest draw followed by Mick Schumacher and uh, since we are talking about drivers i also think that an indian driver will debut in formula 1 of course at the moment it seems like it is going to be jehan daruwala who's a who's a red bull racing junior driver 
Uh, I speaking of Red Bull Racing, I believe that Red Bull Racing ah uh, they're going to retain Sergio Perez for more than just a year. That's interesting. Yeah, Kunal, I feel that they will realize that they need him in the constructors' battle, and I don't think that any junior driver is quite ready to replace Verstappen. So there we go. Yes, and that said, I think Max Verstappen might just end up being stuck with Red Bull for a large part of the decade, and. Uh, guys, I know we just said that a Verstappen Russell at Mercedes could be possible, but uh, I'm sure most of you remember that you know when uh, Max had to choose between Red Bull and Mercedes during his junior racing days, you know which academy to join, he decided Red Bull over Mercedes, and maybe this time Mercedes might just snub him, uh, you know. And we've anyway been hearing how Russell is the future for Mercedes and not Max. And uh, I also feel that a Norwegian driver will race in Formula One. Dennis Hauger, he's another promising Red Bull Junior driver. Kunal, I think if uh, Dennis Hauger and Jehan Daruwala become teammates in Formula One, you are going to go absolutely crazy, like <laughs> next level. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be a dream, especially if they end up becoming teammates either either at Alpha Tauri or Red Bull Racing or wherever, because. That will be very exciting. So, speaking of which, uh, I think we can predict that a new Red Bull uh, junior driver will emerge in this decade, and that Red Bull Racing will find another car manufacturer to uh, lure into Formula One. I can say. <laughs> I mean, I'm already hearing all these rumors about Audi. Yes, I think just the way Helmut Marko is hunting for new drivers, there are secret people working in Red Bull hunting for new manufacturers to keep luring to the sport. First to Alpha Tauri and then to Red Bull Racing. Anyway, uh, the next on my list is uh, Ferrari. Of course, we can't keep waiting for too long. You know, it's one of those things you have to speak about Ferrari, but but not too much. <laughs> yes, and and like Bernie Ecclestone keeps saying, Ferrari is Formula One. But honestly, I think Ferrari will not win a title in this decade. And again, a very very unpopular opinion. But I think they will have some very good seasons. Uh, they will be in the fight far more than they've been in the last few. Uh, they will evoke a lot of emotion because, you know, a Schumacher will end up racing for Ferrari. But a title will still elude them. And Toto Wolff recently said that Mick Schumacher might just race for Mercedes. And God knows if that's going to go- deliver him a championship at some point. Ouch. But speaking of Ferrari, Kunal, I suspect that color signs will make way for Mick Schumacher. Uh, at some point in this upcoming decade. And we're going to see a Leclerc-Mick Schumacher partnership at Ferrari. Fancy that. Well, I think it's going to be the reverse. I think Leclerc will make way for Mick Schumacher at Ferrari because I don't think Ferrari would sign Schumacher as a wingman to Leclerc. And I don't think Schumacher's management would allow him to do that. It's too big a name to sort of put in a rear gunner position. But anyway, uh, here's another issue that I think we'll suspect uh, you know, I suspect that will come to the fore and that's going to be a faster churn of young drivers in Formula One. And uh, I say this because, you know, we've seen how the average age of Formula One drivers has dropped so much in the last couple of years. But uh, the way I see it, Mithila, is I don't think that a lot of drivers will sort of last 8, 10, 12, 14 seasons like we see some of today's veterans do, you know, like Perez and like Hulkenberg and and Ricardo and Raikkonen and so many of them going so many seasons. So I think there's going to be a very fast churn rate of young drivers in Formula One. And to sort of further this thought, you know, it's about wondering for how long will Ferrari and Leclerc persist with each other 
if they don't end up winning titles say in the next couple of years and can i just to jump forward from that thought i'm wondering how long will ferrari you know not explore other series like i'm imagining that uh, in this new decade they probably look at like wec and indycar maybe even formula e you know in a quest for that elusive success uh, i also think that binotto will not last too long in the team and they will have yet another team principal <laughs> in the coming seasons and this was not a very hard prediction to make frankly yes actually i'm going to be applying for that role i just need to learn some italian along the way but uh, on a more serious note yes I don't think either that Binotto will last too long. I think they will have another team principal change in the coming seasons. Yes. But why don't we do this? Let's call for a bet here. All right, Mithila. So, how many team principals do you think Ferrari will have in this decade? And uh, yes, we know the count from the last decade. So, what do you pick for the coming decade? Yeah, so I'm going to do some rough math. <laughs> so, I'm going to say that if I look at uh, each each new team principal in this decade or three years on an average i would say uh that means maybe three in total in the upcoming yeah decade. it's like the first year to get used to it second year to be giving all the promising statements and, and the third, third year to get kicked out <laughs> <laughs> the third year to not deliver yeah i think i think i think they'll persist longer with binotto than they've had in the couple of you know than they've done so with the last couple of team principals but my guess would be three team principals at ferrari in the coming decade as well we shall see kunal but uh, on to mclaren i'm excited to talk about mclaren because i think lando norris will become a mclaren veteran you know he's going to be like that team leader in the years to come and i think he will race his maximum races like his career maximum races for mclaren yeah i mean i doubt he's going to be moving teams or i'll put it this way um i doubt he'll have too many options when it comes to moving teams and McLaren might just be the most stable midfield team option for Norris and probably anyone else who just realizes that you know Ferrari Red Bull Mercedes are out of sight so hey what can we do to become a McLaren driver I also actually think that uh, Ricardo and Norris will race together for McLaren for a fair share of seasons in this new decade and uh, Kunal the fact is that McLaren they don't have junior drivers per se and I don't think Norris or Ricardo are going to get you know the same chance anywhere else at least it doesn't seem like that anywhere I'm going to say it right so Daniel Ricardo will retire in this decade as a racer who never got a shot at the Formula 1 World Championship he will retire as the maverick who sort of never got you know worthy car under him or whatever you call it this right this prediction hurts my heart so much <laughs> but kunal if you're moving to the retirement section already wait if ricardo retires i think the whole grid will do a shoey on his last race oh yeah we we'll will join them exactly <laughs> <laughs> but you know since we're moving towards the retirement section i'm going to state the obvious also hurts my heart to say this but kimi raikkonen will retire from formula 1 in this decade you know what mithila don't be so sure because If Raikkonen's having fun, there's no harm in pursuing one's hobby well into their fifties, or he'll just be around fifty. And I'm pretty sure Alfa Romeo or Sauber or whatever they are called in this decade uh, won't mind letting him race as long as he's quick and as long as he remains the Ice Man, right? My jaw just dropped. Good night. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. Of course, I'm kidding, guys. But let's move on from Kimi Raikkonen because at some point we all have to, including. You Mithila. No, no, no. I think I will move on from Formula One if Kimi Raikkonen retires. That's okay. how I feel. I am very dramatic, Kunal. I will retire. 
Okay. But not from this podcast. I'm not thank going you. anywhere. Let's leave the drama for off-air time because the time on this podcast episode is ticking. Yeah. So let's actually finish up with McLaren. Uh, uh, Kunal, I do not think they will be a dominant force in Formula 1. But, you know, they will be a potent force, I think, in the world of motorsport as a whole. You know, guys, actually, I've written this down as our next uh, episode topic. So we will actually dive deeper into what Mithila just said about McLaren, uh, you know, and their motorsport strategy, including Formula One and all the other series they end up racing in. So we will treat this as a deeper topic uh, for our next episode. So just remember to tune into that one, guys. Uh, It's going to be next week, of course. And my next prediction is about the Strolls and Kunal. I do not think that the Strolls and Aston Martin will last in Formula 1 through the decade. That's I mean, bold. I hope not. But somehow, you know, this whole Stroll story seems too good to be true and seems too good to be true in the long term, I would say. You know, for Formula 1 and Lance's sake, I hope uh, not that, you know, that they stay for as long as they can. But... Honestly, I don't care who owns the the Jordan, Spiker, Force India, Racing Point, F1 team. All I know is that they're a bloody good investment. And, you know, if the strolls leave, they'll find someone else, you know, who'll buy the team and hopefully let the team thrive the way it does. And uh, guys, here's also an interesting anecdote from the paddock when I think this was 2018 Belgian Grand Prix when Mithila and I were there reporting. And this was also when Force India became Racing Point. And... I was speaking to one of my former colleagues, uh, you know, in the Force India management team, who I shall not name for obvious reasons. And the the person actually made a very interesting uh, comment. And uh, the person said, we have a new owner every 11 or 12 years. So we are not really surprised at the ownership change. Right. And uh, I just hope this doesn't uh, repeat with Aston Martin. It's a great brand to have in Formula One. And I hope they stay. Right, I am going to make a very bold statement now, Kunal. Uh, This is about Sebastian Vettel and I'm going to say I doubt he's going to find his groove at Aston Martin. Uh, I predict, unfortunately, that Aston Martin will replace Vettel after maybe two seasons and then they'll have Perez back in their car. How's that? Well, if if they can't find his groove, you know, at Aston Martin, we should just remind them that they don't drive grooved tires anymore. They drive racing slicks, right? Terrible. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, talking about Lance Stroll, I think he's going to be racing for Aston Martin Formula One team for the full decade if his father remains as the majority shareholder. I think of that the is team. the big if. And also, my prediction is that Giovinazzi will not get promoted to Ferrari. And Robert Schwartzman will make headlines in Formula One. Kunal, uh, you know that he is one driver that I've always kind of been punting on and that he will be, you know, the likable Russian driver. I see what you did there. Yes. Yes. Somebody just said a couple of weeks ago in the paddock that Russian drivers are not liked usually by fans, but that's bullshit, right? We call BS on that. But uh, I also just realized, uh, Mithila, that... uh, since we spoke about Raikkonen's retirement, that this decade will see at least four Formula One world champions retire from the sport. So there's going to be Vettel, there's going to be Hamilton. We just spoke about Raikkonen. And then maybe even Fernando Alonso will retire from Formula One uh, in this decade. I would actually bet big on that, that Fernando Alonso will finally retire from Formula One and then return to other fun racing series 
I also predict Kunal that Renault will stay invested in Formula One, but I don't think they're going to win a title in this decade. Well, you know, I think they will have a customer or a partner team in the next couple of seasons. So it's going to be interesting to see which team ditches which current, you know, manufacturer to sign up with Alpine or Renault or whatever you call them. Uh, It is actually dangerous and detrimental to their performance to sort of go solo. But sticking to Renault and, you know, I think Esteban Ocon will continue to be ignored by Mercedes because he's a Mercedes driver racing for Renault, as we know that. But That's a painful prediction, but yes, I see where you're going. And I also wonder, Kunal, if this will be the, you know, the decade uh, where Gene Haas will finally sell off Haas or whether the Haas team will actually last the decade. Who knows? Yes. And uh, that said, I think in general, we're going to see new owners and investors sort of, you know, uh, throng Formula One, just rush to buying teams and stakes and teams. We've seen... Literally in the last 12 months, Williams and McLaren have raised, uh, you know, new investments and stuff like that. So I think a lot more is coming our way. There's already a talk about the Monaco Formula One team or whatever it's going to be called that's doing the rounds uh, these days uh, of the paddock. I heard about that too. Quite interesting. Um, Also, Williams will continue to race in Formula One again. Uh, I don't really care or I can't really predict who will own or fund the team. That's a tough one. But I predict that they're going to become, you know, lower midfield fighters at best. So they're going to be around but not super competitive. Maybe uh, Latifi will buy into Williams. That's a thought. Yeah, uh, okay. Latifi will race for Williams for a share fair part of the decade, I think. His money will prove to be far more valuable to Williams than, say, his talent. That's what it's going to be for Nicholas Latifi and Williams, I guess. And I also think that George Russell will race for Williams for just one year in this decade, right? So... And guys, it's easy for y'all to guess which year I'm actually talking about. And finally, Kunal, we come to Alpha Tauri. Uh, I'm going to predict that they'll have yet another name change. And um, not many will care <laughs> and not many will know what name to call them by because, you know, it's so confusing. Yeah, I think the other thing that people won't really care about would be that status in the Red Bull Racing setup. I mean, uh, yes, they will keep testing drivers and power units and whatever else that Red Bull needs. But nobody would care if they're called a junior team or a sister team or a mistress team, uh, you know, frankly. And yes, I had cracked the same line in the live stream episode for all of you listening in again. Uh, I think Pierre Gasly will race a fair share of the decade with um, Alpha Tauri. And maybe he might finally get to race for Renault. Who knows? I'm going to make a prediction that he will not race for Red Bull Racing again. Uh, I'm talking of Pierre Gasly as well. And I personally think that there seems to be a higher chance for, say, a Daniel Ricciardo to return to Red Bull Racing than Pierre Gasly. Of course, very bold, very unpopular decision. But that's just what we are doing. We're predicting freestyle. Okay, and Kunal, finally, I'm going to make some predictions about Formula One itself. Uh, I think that driver's salaries will come under the budget cap this decade. It's going to be unfortunate, but I see that happening as well. I think it's also going to be easier with the younger crop of drivers that will sort of come through the pipeline that we just spoke about because they'll be cheaper, they'll be hungrier, they'll be willing to sort of race a Formula 1 car for much cheaper than the Vettels and the Ricardos and the Hamiltons of the world. That's the way I see it. And I I mean, of course, that said, I hope that the salaries are not capped because I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think Bernie Ecclestone is going to live strong through this entire decade. 
and he's going to continue to entertain us with these outrageous <laughs> statements and they're only going to get more outrageous you know as the seasons go by so mm-hmm. i'm going to be watching out for that yes i love bunny ecclestone statements but i wonder mithila if his one year old son will be groomed to become a racing driver in this decade but let's move on from the ecclestones uh, you know formula 1 i think in this decade will resume racing on all five continents i think it's a great marketing story and you know it's it's seeming like they will try and make it happen we all know which continent we don't race on so no prizes for guessing which one mithila the other thing i will i think they will do in this decade is you know do all sorts of experiments with the the current grand prix format as we know it the friday saturday sunday format you know where they will shorten the grand prix weekend and they will sort of have lesser testing uh, you know free practice sessions or uh, i hope they don't do the reverse grids i know stefano dominicali has already said that reverse grids sort of will not make it to formula 1 but maybe even saturday sprint races and whatever else i think lots of changes are going to happen to the grand prix format as we know it in sounds this. quite interesting frankly yes. I, i'm i'm looking forward to that but kunal i think the other prediction i have is that you know formula 1's uh I would say other outrageous spokesperson Eddie Jordan will continue to sing praises of the strolls for as long <laughs> as they last in formula 1 that know? was so out of the blue suddenly out of nowhere eddie jordan is like lance stroll is going to be future world champion lauren stroll is you know got the midas touch and i wonder how much the strolls have paid him to go and make these statements you know but i also think helmut marco will continue to make outrageously bold driver decisions for red bull racing and the junior driver program and uh, and i also think that the next power unit regulations will be crucial i think they'll come in 2025 or thereabouts but they will further outline formula 1's focus on hybrid technology and finally i'll predict that formula car uh, one cars uh, that follow the 2022 season they're going to just offer a lot more entertainment and uh, they will be far easier to go wheel to wheel racing in yes And here is one prediction that I really hope comes true. I really hope that the coming decade is when DRS will be history in Formula 1. You were just waiting to sneak that one in, yes. weren't you? End this episode on a bang, Kunal. With the flick of a switch. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> anyway, when we go off air. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. Adios, guys. Adios.